The world of work has changed and it is continuing to change. Now more than ever before, our mental capacity, which I prefer to refer to as mental capital, has become extremely critical for success in the new workplace and in fact in the new world. Things like resilience, flexibility, beliefs or mindset, self-efficacy, efficiency at learning, self-motivation, even memories. These sorts of capacity have become the capital that we will all need to navigate and negotiate our way so that we can prosper in the new normal. This is the Truth Serum podcast and today I want to explore the concept of mental capital and its implications for the new workplace. Think about it. Which skills do you really need to thrive in today's workplace? I'm your host, Modupe Wigwe, and this is the Truth Serum podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of hosting Mrs. Bumi Ajani Lawson. Mrs. Bumi Ajani Lawson is the CEO of Edfin Microfinance Bank. She was the immediate past CEO and pioneer managing director of Axion Microfinance Bank. I'm sure we're all familiar with Axion Microfinance Bank. Bumi has considerable and significant experience with startups, which she has pioneered repeatedly and successfully as well. Her achievements are many and they are commendable. She is what we would easily describe as an Amazon in the financial sector. And certainly, she definitely must be one of the top 10 women to watch out for in the sector. Bumi, welcome to the program. I'm so glad to have you today. Thank you very much, Dem. Dukwe is an honor to be here as well, to share with you my thoughts on the topic. What, um, how has your journey been so far, career-wise? How would you describe your journey so mm. far? Mm. Thank you very much for, for that question. Um, I would say I've had an interesting journey. Um, if I start off from when um, I trained as a chartered accountant um, from school, in fact, I first wanted to be a doctor. I, um, I got admission to the University of Ife for zoology and with a promise to change me to Messi if I had straight A's. So, of course, I didn't have straight A's. And my father said, you can't graduate as a zoologist, okay. so made me go and become an accountant. So, um, so I started accounting. And um, after I finished um, graduation, I first started off with um, mm-hmm. KPMG as um as an audit um, trainee. And I would say, you know, that was in JAWS. And in that um, office, nobody had passed ICANN, you know, um, before I got there. So it was almost as if most people in the in JAWS office were, you know, not really sure about how to pass ICANN. But, you know, I focused on it, dedicated time. You know, so that issue of self-learning, there was no training there was no training in JOS um, for, what's it called, for for you to do ICANN. So I had to read on my own. Mm. And because of that, you know, um, I just had to dedicate time. And by then I was already married. I was pregnant, you know. So with the pregnancy, with coping with the newly married um, home and all of that. So I was able to pass. And um, from there I came to Lagos, came back to Lagos after I qualified, worked in marketing, worked in insurance, you know, various things. But eventually I now felt I needed to work in such a way that the work I do creates social impact. 
And so because of that, I then went into Faith Foundation, Axion, as you know, and then Edfin now, which I currently own, you know. So um, I think um, when my time at Faith Foundation put some entrepreneurial spirit in me. So for you to succeed, especially in a country like Nigeria, I do feel that you need to draw a lot of mental capacity. You know, that's having the belief that you will succeed, having drive, having determination, and you can't expect mm. to get it from others, even though that helps. But you as an individual need to have that mindset that there's nothing you can't really do if you put your mind to it. Like you said, you know, one one would need to, in this country, one would need to draw on one's inner resources to be able to succeed at whatever one is one is doing. So what would you say are three very memorable experiences that stand out for you in the course of your career? Okay, I would say the, um, one very key thing are the people that I've worked with, you know, the bosses I've had. You know, they've all been examples to me and I've looked at what they've done and learned yes. from it. So like I would say, the very first boss um, I had, KPMG, Mr. Duro, Duro Dollar. Duro, um, so he was um, he he was very inspiring as well. You know, he set up that just office, kept driving at it with minimal supervision. The other person too would be Mr. Fola Diola when I was at Faith Foundation. Um, his success at Guarantee Trust Bank, then also wanted to give back to society in a strategic way through Faith Foundation. So that's mm. one thing that. Um, it hasn't only been just classroom learning, but looking at mentors and, you know, following their footsteps, you know, learning from them. That's yeah. been one thing. And then um, lastly, I would say setting up this mm. bank that I currently run, Ed, Edfin, you know. Um, I would say it's my third entrepreneurial venture, but it's yes. one of the ones that has been on the, the largest scale, the larger scale, you know, the larger scale of what I've done. So. Okay. And really, I could have retired after Axion, but I just felt that my work is not yet done. So that's why I decided to set up this bank. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. So what's Edfin about? Yeah. Edfin is um, the first specialized education finance bank in Nigeria. We provide uh, funding to the education ecosystem. So by that, we mean that we provide loans to schools for them to improve the infrastructure, to have access mm -hmm. to working capital so that they can improve learning outcomes. We say that uh, by providing financial systems to the education ecosystem, we expect Nigeria to realize its human potential. You know, in Nigeria, yeah. we talk a lot about human potential, human potential, or the potential, but we want it to be realized so that truly we can say that our human resource is adding value and is capital for the for the nation. So that's what Edfin does. We are located in um, Lagos, um, Suleri, and um, we provide loans, as I said, to schools, but also to students or parents so that they can pay tuition fee, they can get access to better um, education. So those are the kinds of things that we do. We currently have a partnership with Lagos State, which okay. um, tries to address the impact of COVID in the education sector. And so with that, we are able to provide okay. um, single-digit loans to for tuition as well as um, for schools to 
improve their schools. Okay. For instance, by technology that COVID has um, emphasized is required. I see that you um, Edfin has some products like the Edfin Wise, Edfin Asset, um, Edfin Flow, Edfin Empower. Yes. And then yes. Edfin Biz. Yeah. Now, the so, Edfin Empower is designed yeah. to enhance capacity building by giving loans to teachers and um, schools yeah. so that they can um, do more in the area of training. Now, what, what yes. else does Edfin do? Does it measure this in terms of what the outcomes are? Okay. So, um, as you pointed out, Edfin Empower product is actually loans to teachers. One of the things we felt was that for teachers to be able to teach properly, they too need to have a good standard of living. So that loan is supposed to give them access to things, um, you know, mm-hmm. equipment and assets in their own personal in their own personal life. So, but for schools, we actually measure that. We have what we call a baseline assessment that we do when we are giving you a loan. So we look at how many students mm-hmm. do you have, how long have you been in existence, what are your income levels. So over time, we track that to see whether the number of students have increased and so on. One of the things we want to do to beef up that assessment is to also look at learning outcomes, parent satisfaction, with the school. So how many of your students go to the next class? How many are dropping out Mm -hmm. or passing on or go on? So if it's a primary school, how many went on to secondary school and those kind of things? So we currently partner with an organization, Holistic, Mm -hmm. to do those assessments, but we want to scale them up so that it becomes standard for everybody that we give an intervention. So, but for now, it's mainly number of students and so on that we track. We haven't gone to the stage of tracking learning outcomes, but we want to do that as well. Mm. Now, Ina, is there any plan, like um, maybe later on, to check things like um, psychological care or pastoral care in schools, you know, and how it affects students, you know, mental, like mental capital? Because let's look at the schools as a a factory that actually churns out Mm -hmm. the mental capital, because in terms of teaching Mm. our pupils to be resilient, it's going to start from the schools. Uh-huh. Now, how much yes. of that are we doing, considering that the workplace that we're sending them into requires all of the skills, you know? So how do we ensure that that is even happening at all? And seeing that these this are your customers, is it, you know, what can you uh-huh. do in that area? Yeah. Okay. So you, you raise a very valid point um, in terms of mental capacity actually is supposed to start off from you know, even early childhood education. One of the things we've done in Edfin is that we are part of an organization called um, Education Reformers. Um, And so, yeah. So there we are looking at the curriculum and pedagogy to see that what is being taught in school helps develop mental capacity. One of the things we've noticed is that, you know, in Nigeria, our curriculum has almost more or less stayed stagnant is we feel that it's not yet um, incorporating a lot of the 21st century skills, which has a lot to do with, you know, the mental capacity. Mm. As we know, technology is taking over work. What is the difference between a computer and a human being is the ability to think. So that mental capacity becomes even Mm. more critical as 
as we continue into the mm. future and um, the, 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 the changes that work would start to have, the future of work is going to be different from what we have today. So we are working with them, Eric, that's the, the Education Reformers Group, to look at curriculum content to see how it's changed. But one of the things we also do is to encourage our schools to have extracurricular activity, have access to technology, because technology then opens mm-hmm. um, students to oh. a plethora of information, um, games that also help be- developmental capacity, sure. content all over the world. So yeah, those are true. some of the things sure. that, um, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that we do. So even we provide loans for that, especially for technology, digital, and remote learning. And, and those are the things that we currently do. We also partnered with another school, Meadow Hall Foundation. They are currently working on a yes. um, program for teachers. So to help teachers hmm. um, change the way they teach so that it actually helps to develop children's mental capacity in class. So those are the few things that we are doing. But you know, a lot of it is to encourage policy Fantastic. regulation to actually build that into the curriculum as um, of schools so that everyone has access to that. Because as you point out, mental capacity is going to mm. even continue. Mm. The demand for that is yes. what is going to continue to increase in the future. Mm. Now, in the um, leadership positions that you have held in the past three years, for example, right, how much of... Um, this specific yeah. mental resources would you say you have had to deploy? Like, it, was it resilience? Was it just having self-awareness? Was it self-efficacy, self-esteem? Because at the end of the day, you were in a world that is mainly dominated by men, right? However, you have risen to the top of your career. So what would you say are mm. the major um, mental resources that you found you repeatedly had to use? Well, <laughs> thank you. Especially in the last three years, I would say that um, it's been a lot of um, deploying that mental capacity. You know, as I, by in three years ago, I was still running Action Microfinance Bank as the MDCU. And we were expanding. You know, we had like 65 branches. We had almost a thousand um, employees. We are deploying new technology. And so I would say by the time you are a CEO, um, and especially as a point out, say female in the workplace, you mm-hmm. 80% of what you're doing is about mental capacity, and maybe 20% is technical know-how or what have you. And even technical know-how is what you've built and learned. Because by the time I was in school, we were not using even ATM machines. We were not using POS, you know, all the new innovations that keep coming up so you have to self-develop yes. yourself that's mm-hmm. yeah so that's one thing you have to learn it right on the job True. you can't wait to say oh my yeah. employer didn't send me for training therefore i don't know it and mm-hmm. then as ceo the bulk yeah. rests on you so you have no one else to say okay yeah i'm going to report to this person and he will tell me what to do it is you that has yeah. to make that decision look for where you can get information if it's from mentors, from friends, colleagues, experts, even within your organization as well. So um, a CEO's job is more about mental capacities, about the issues of um, being self-aware, being self-motivated. Nobody's going to wake yeah. you up and say, oh, you haven't yeah. done something. You need to do it 
um, by yourself. You need to also believe in Nigeria, especially. You have to be determined. You have to be resilient that you are going to um, you are going to succeed. Mm. So those are those are the um, mm. things that you you sort of miss. So it is even more important anyway. Um, and then when I left Axion, thinking of what to do, you know, mm. one of the frustrations I had was this really about education and it's not having improved and that maybe the skills mm. that we need in the workplace we are not producing. So that made me say, okay, let me set up um, Edfin. And as mm. I was writing um, mm. the proposal, trying to do market research, I then met mm. with Grey Matters Capital, who also were looking to invest in Nigeria and they were looking at women and education. So, mm. you know, I just sort of feel that if you ha are mentally ready, yeah. you you start to make effort towards a goal that you believe in, you will find that um, all the resources you need just come into place. And that really is um, a lot of mental capacity. I remember when I was young, my mom used to have this yes. book, The Power of Positive Thinking, and I believe so much in it. So that the mind is very powerful you'll be surprised. It's like when mm. you're thinking about doing something. So let's say, for instance, mm. now you say, oh, I want to buy yeah. some fancy car. Before you know it, everything you're seeing Very. is that fancy car. You know, so that's the same thing too, I feel, mm. in the workplace. If you say to yourself, oh, I want to set up a bank, all the resources yeah. eventually <laughs> come. You start seeing things that align to that thought that you have. So mental capacity is really um, important. Mm. Yes. Yes, it is. So what are three major things that when you look at the workplace, the new normal, you know, those things that are unlikely to ever go back to the way they were before the pandemic? Okay. Number one, I would say is self, uh, being self-motivated. For instance, work from home. So now we started seeing that, oh, we can do flexible mm. work. But those who are more successful in doing flexible work and mm. work from home are those self-motivated. Can actually say, okay, this is the next thing I have to do. You don't have to say, I'm doing it because my boss is exactly. looking at me, which is what a physical local office does. But so that's being self motivated. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And it's so many ramifications, not even just only in work, mm -hmm. but oh, I want to become MD. Let's say you're an officer. How are you going to now assess training? How are you going to? get what you need do, do you understand to achieve what mm -hmm. what you want so that self-motivation is important the next i would say is self-discipline so that discipline yes. and diligence to continue that yes. despite yes. hardship you are going to continue to do it because in the next mm -hmm. year or two the eco economic mm -hmm. recession and repercussion of covid is still going to be with us mm -hmm. so it is going to take a lot yes. of resilience strong willpower to be able to overcome some Absolutely. hardships and still have a positive mind. So then I, yeah. the other one, the third one I want to put is innovation. Innovation mm. is going to become mm. key. Don't say, okay, because ah, before I was selling maybe ice cream and then the pandemic comes, mm. they shut down. Ah, the only thing I know how to do is selling ice cream. Learn something else. So maybe it's bottled water. What else can be needed? Is it how mm. to create mm. hand wash mm -hmm. machine? Innovation. You know, new ideas is going to become mm -hmm. so much more, much more critical, mm -hmm. especially even with technology. Yeah. As the advancements of technology comes and rudimentary mm -hmm. um, administrative work is taking over yeah. with technology, the brain, ideas, yeah. and innovation is what is going to sell. Yeah. So that's really critical. Yeah.
Mm. So that's there. So those are the three things I would say. Yeah. Okay. So finally, as we round up, you know, as a CEO and knowing all of these things, what are you currently doing to help build this emotional and mental capital in your own organization currently? Yes. So in fact, um, just yesterday on Friday, we had a strategy session with my management team and it was some of the things that we talked about in terms of HR. So one, we started webinars. So we're now going to make it a regular activity because before you always think, oh, I have to send them out to a formal training or class. But with webinars now, you have access to mm-hmm. um, skills all over the world. You understand? And there are so many yes. um, classes yes. and courses that are free. So we set them up as teams to do those courses. One of the things we also did was even within the organization to look at yeah. what skills and innovation, um, extra skills do our staff have. And they now lead that webinar and teach. So we had somebody who was, for instance, teaching how to do graphics and videos okay. because that helps us a lot in marketing uh, products. So, and the girl on her mm-hmm. own studied it and started mm-hmm. doing all the videos, flyers for us. And that saved us a lot of money instead of us spending the marketing. Then we now had that webinar for them to Absolutely. train others. And showcasing her as an example was to encourage others, what skills do you want to mm-hmm. build, develop? Some things that, so if it's yeah. Excel, yeah. Word, presentation, communication, marketing. So how do we share it amongst mm-hmm. them? And we just start now having that monthly webinar to ensure that our staff continues to learn from one another and also to reward and encourage innovation, coming up with ideas. So even as we were doing the strategy session, the first thing we did was to send around a questionnaire for all staff to ask them what would they do. We even asked open-ended questions like, if you were the CEO, what would you do to, to make this company different and we were amazed at the various ideas that um came out of that and if Mm. you showcase that you are using those ideas you will see that they too feel empowered and will continue to share those ideas so it's really about training and giving people opportunity to develop themselves and reward what it is the habits that you want them to show and continue to reward that and i feel that you get an organization that has that and even at recruitment to recruit people who have a buy-in to your mission or vision as a company, you will see that they go over and beyond to actually help you deliver that vision. Okay. Now, do they also have um, access to psychological services like counseling when they need it? Well, okay, HR does that. Um, We did one program on mental health during COVID, uh, which our HMO was, um, which our HMO was gracious enough to um, deliver for us. I think it was Metro Health did um, that mental health service. So, and mm-hmm. HR is supposed to be a place you go to. Then if you now need okay. further counseling, it co- is also covered under our HMO scheme. So we can refer people to that. So that's what we um, currently have. That's awesome, you know. So on a final note, what would you tell um, young women who are still trying to climb up the rung? What advice would you like to give with, to them? Yeah, okay. So, um, first of all, they should do a job that they love. That's one thing, because it's that, when you do that, that you will feel that sense of perseverance, wanting to build yourself, 
and you know mm. wanted to climb the to you know mm-hmm. to the top of your career. So you really should focus on the job that you love. Yeah. Of course, you are not going to love everything hundred percent about your job. But at least you, you should wake up in the morning and feel happy that you're going to work. You shouldn't always, you know, feel despondent. And what are you going to achieve? So that's the very first thing. What career have you chosen? Is this something like you like doing? Mm. The people that you're working around, how can you improve the environment yeah. um, or, that you're working in? You know, and when you have ideas, how can you share it? Showcase yourself. Don't be quiet and behind. Because that's one of the things I also find with sometimes with women. When you have a class and you're asking, say, okay, yeah. do you have any questions? You see <laughs> yeah. the guys that mm-hmm. keep talking and the women are quiet. Don't. If you have a question, uh-huh. be bold yeah. enough mm-hmm. to share your idea. Don't be hidden at the back that oh, women yes. are supposed to be mm-hmm. seen, not heard. No. You know, pick up, mm-hmm. take charge of your career. Mm-hmm. Being assertive, not aggressive. You know, so be assertive, but not yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Know, so that yeah, so okay. those are the things. Yes, and yes. the power of networking is also important. Network, mm. you know, have mm. friends and mm. people who can mm. add value to you, you know, um, either through mentors, but even your friends, do they have similar interests as you? Do they add value to you? You know, it doesn't have to be that they're exactly like you, but there's something that yeah. they add or that you benefit as well from them and they benefit from mm-hmm. you, you know. So those are some of the things that I would say, but have a clear plan and go mm-hmm. and say, what do I need to work towards that? Do I need extra mm-hmm. skills? Do I need a network? Do I need, you know, and always have that goal um, in your mind, you know, and then you would achieve it. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you very, very much. So no, um, my pleasure, guys, you've heard it all. And especially for the ladies, <laughs> for the ladies who are listening in, right? All the things that Bumi talked about, you know, being, speaking up, um, being self-motivated, all of these things, I trust that just by listening to this podcast today, you've also been able to pick something that you can immediately start doing differently. We all know that the world of work has changed. And in the new normal, these are skills that we just have to learn. We have to ensure that we are able to employ them and use them productively for our use. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining us today. Um, I'd like to thank our guests sincerely for being here and for all the wisdom that she's been able to give us today. So thank you all for being on this episode of Truth Serum. Thank you. And I look forward to hosting you on the next episode of Truth Serum as well. Bumi, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's my my pleasure. Thank you. And well done. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Okay.